Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Hello, everybody. I'm Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. I'm the founder of the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program, creator of Dream Business Academy, founder of No Hassle Newsletters. I could keep going on about my impressive resume, but I'm also the host of Dream Business Radio, now in its ninth year. Welcome to another fantastic live edition of Dream Business Radio. My special guest today is Mike Capuzzi. Just to let you know, um, Stephanie and I are in Georgetown, South Carolina. We're about halfway home between the Keys and the upper Chesapeake Bay, so we're making good progress. Um, hopefully, we'll be there in early June. That's what I was just filling Mike in on. But anyway, this episode of Dream Business Radio is brought to you by the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program. If you're tired of slow to no growth, I'm going very fast because I'm just that kind of person, that kind of guest, and I'm anxious to bring Mike on. Um, if you want to be in the ultimate mastermind, get coached from somebody who's created multiple successful business, multiple streams of revenue, go to dreambizcoaching, dreambizcoaching.com. All right, let's get into why we're really here. Uh, Mike Capuzzi is an author. He's a nonfiction uh, book coach and a short book publisher. And that's really why he's going to be on for business owners, entrepreneurs, and CEOs looking to leverage the power of a short, helpful book and how to turn that into how to turn your knowledge into uh, more clients. Since 1988, Mike has helped thousands of business owners market their business smarter. He's the inventor. This is how we first met many, many moons ago. He's the inventor of something called copy doodles, which are these neat little images you can put in sales letters on websites. If you ever see like the arrows and the hand drawn, that's Mike, Mr. Copy Doodle. Anyway, since 2008, which is just about the time Mike and I first met, um, he's been helping business owners become published authors. Now, fast forward to 2019, Mike launched Bite Size Books, which is a new publishing venture founded on the proven formula that he that he created of creating short helpful books what mike calls shooks short helpful books for business owners entrepreneurs and corporate leaders and shooks are the ideal type of book to publish because they're used to create and be read in about an hour which is about my attention span usually <laughs> anyway mike is the author of 15 books this is the longest resume i've ever read <laughs> oh <my> God, <laughs> i'm gonna keep going just embarrass you no mike's the author of 15 books including two international amazon bestsellers the 100 page book and the magic of short books he's also the host of his own podcast which i had a small hand in, in cajoling him. The Author Factor Podcast. Michael, that's all I can say, man. You're going to have to carry the rest of the show. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> I don't think there's anything <laughs> left to be said. I know. I'm doing good. Hey, a couple quick corrections. Okay. Uh, nine, nine, it, was, it wasn't 1988. It was, I was still in college in 88. Uh, it was 98 uh, when I started my business. And then you and I actually, see, I'm going back even further, Jim. You and wow. I, I'm like looking at ourselves here going, oh my gosh, we're a little more gray we... than when we first met. I know. 2006. Is when you and I first met. Is that right? Yeah, 2006. Yep. And and just people know, um, 
before we lived in the boat, Mike and I lived about 20 minutes from each mm-hmm. other in uh, southeastern Pennsylvania. We met at a uh, Chester County Chamber, I think, or an Exxon Chamber of Commerce. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I had yep. my little booth for yep. my uh, my business, and Mike walked up. We started chatting. He invited mm-hmm. me to lunch, and then he gave me my first Dan Kennedy book, and that really, boom, it all took off from there. Yeah. So we've been friends a long time. And I like to dive into the background. First of all, everybody should know Mike and I have been great friends for a long time. So every question I'm going to ask, I already know the answer to. I'm asking them for <laughs> your benefit and the people listening to the show. All right. Um, so, Mike, I know uh, you've been an entrepreneur for a long time, but I also know you had a you at one time you had a cubicle or a nice office. I have no <laughs> idea. It wasn't but, both, actually. Okay, so both. So tell us about that. When did you transition and was there any impetus to causing you to move from W-2 to uh, self-employed? Yeah, it's funny. I just was on another podcast and it was almost a similar question. So it's still fresh in my mind. Um, Well, first of all, and maybe you don't even know all these details, Jim. So I graduated from Penn State with an engineering degree and I was very fortunate. I was able to have an internship that turned into a full-time job when I graduated. Yep. So I did engineering. It was in Exton. It was a little company in Exton, Jim. And uh, did that for, you know, three or four years. And uh, I answered a classified ad in our local daily local newspaper. Again, you know, you know what that is um, for a technical position in a pretty young software company. And I, I, I did it on a whim, got the job. And that little software company, I was employee number 57. Oh, my goodness. When I started there. And when I left uh, seven, eight years later, there was thousands of employees. And uh, I traveled the world. I started, that's where I, I went from a technical role to a marketing role in that company. And then went out on my own in 1998 um, as a essentially a marketing consultant. So- the, the, are you an engineer, Mike? Do you, are, you, are you an engineer? I have, I have a degree. Yeah, I have a degree okay. in industrial engineering of all things. Um, so, uh, and, that, I know and that's, that's, that's how you think. I mean, when it, you're when it, you're processing, you are bing, 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 like very, very engineering, like which yeah, isn't you, typical of entrepreneurs. Yeah. Well, no, and you've said that a couple of times. And you know, a lot of times when you and I are kind of masterminding privately, um, I, I always say, you know, Jim, you just got to give Let me just get this out this way. Because um, <laughs> yeah. you know I'm going to jump on it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so it was always that itch. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say I just I always had the itch to work for myself, and Mm. uh, I can't imagine anything. My daughter just was home from from college for a couple days before finals, and she's like, "Hey, Dad, do you think you could ever go back and work for someone?" I was like, "Hell no!" Oh, hell no! (laughs) Right. Oh my gosh. So along the way, um, actually pretty quickly at that lunch, you and I became friends and um, you introduced me to Dan Kennedy, everything planet Dan, um, my greatest mentor to this day, I tell everybody. Um, But you've helped literally hundreds and I guess thousands of entrepreneurs through all your online training and stuff. Um, But somewhere along the line, helping your clients figure out their different marketing and all, all the different things from headlines, writing copy, et cetera. You zeroed in, I guess, what, in the last four to five years on books, how books become like the number one calling card, if you want to call it. I know some people, the, the biggest calling card or business card, but you really latched on to the power of books. In fact, one of the first projects you and I worked on was a book. Was it uh, Me, Inc.? I fa- there it is. I, 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 <laughs> oh, Dream Inc. Look, it's still in shrink wrap. Oh, my gosh. Dream Inc., right? Yeah. So that was awesome. 2007, so, Jim. That is crazy. So when did you when when did you become um, focused on the books? And I know you still have some private client work that you do. 
people still reach out to you, but you've really zeroed in on books, at least for the last three or four years, I yeah. think. Yeah. Uh, well, so first book I published and we published because we did it together as a collaborative effort was 2007, um, Dream Inc. First client book I helped publish was in 2008. A gentleman we both know, Marty, if you remember Marty from Jersey. Yes. From Jersey. Um, but I guess, you know, I've always loved books. I've always, you know, just I've always wanted to be an author. Never thought I could back in the day. And, you know, quickly realized there's really no big magic to it. Um, and just, you know, I just enjoy it. So I would just say, Jim, as I'm entering probably that, I don't, I don't know if it's the final chapter. The twilight years. The twilight years. Right? I, I really, I really just wanted to do something I'm ultra passionate about. I mean, I'm passionate about a lot of stuff. Even copy doodles still exist and all that, but I'm not passionate about that stuff. I ran mastermind groups like you do. Mm -hmm. I, you know, they're great, but I love, I love seeing it going from an idea in someone's head to a printed book. I just think that's so cool. And then helping them use it. So that's, that's why I just said, you know what, this is what I'm focused on. Focusing and, on. and the image that I used to promote this, and I can see some of them across your left shoulder. I mean, you've published a lot of these style books. So let's call this your third act in marketing. I don't know. It could be more, but your third act as it relates to books, you created the Shook, the short, helpful book. When did you, what was the turning point or the light bulb for you that said, listen, the shorter the book, the more likely it is to get read. So just make sure it's a short book full of great content. Well, you know, you and I can't help ourselves, but when it comes to marketing, we both know, and you've been helpful. I mean, you're right. You were the one that prodded me. I mean, I can remember to the day that you kicked my butt to start my own podcast oh, two and a half years ago, by the way, Jeff. That was on our, that was right was here in the floating home. home. Yep. Um, you know, it, it, it's so important with whatever you do, whether you're a main street business owner, a corporate executive, whatever it is in this day and age, you and I both know it's critical to somehow differentiate what you do, right? And that mm -hmm. sounds like a cliche. Every marketer talks about it. Unique selling proposition, unique value proposition, all that stuff. But it's important. And the more I studied nonfiction business-oriented books, and there's a ton of people. I mean, you help people with books. I help people. Um, I, I just saw this opportunity to sort of fit in this place. And by the way, Dan Kennedy, when he heard about it, he thought it was a very cool idea because – the type of book we're publishing, it's about a one-hour read. Um, the type of the folks that we are targeting and our price point, it just makes us kind of exclusive and, and unique. And it, that's critical. And so you mentioned the word shook, short, helpful book. I mean, that's my Big Mac. That's my whopper of a, of you know, everyone has books. You don't want to publish a book. Sorry to say that, Jim. You want to publish a shook. <laughs> yeah. Uh, quicker, quicker to read, quicker to write. And uh, there's a lot of benefits to that. So you know. one of your books that was the international bestseller was the the 100 page book. Can, yeah. Are you saying you can read that book in an hour? Or what is it like 22 point font? <laughs> or, or are most people really quick readers? Now, listen, a uh, 100 page book is about 12,000 words. You know, it's 12 okay. to 15,000 words. Um, that's so that's what our the books that we publish are typically about. That is about for an average reader, you know, it, it's an hour or so. Some people are quicker. I can do it faster than an hour. Some people might be longer. You might be a little longer, Jim. Uh, <laughs> that's true because <laughs> I fall asleep in about 10 minutes. Oh, no, this is exciting stuff. You won't fall asleep. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so let me ask you this. One of the lessons, and I share this all the time, but um, with, working with my editor, I learned on my very first book, and I published six, as you know, but on my first book, I wrote what I thought was just the brilliant piece on <laughs> newsletter marketing. And I wrote it, you know, 
I guess chronologically how you do it, ending with a crescendo, like TV shows go like that. Boom, there's the big ending. And said, oh, this is this is all good stuff, but it's all backwards. You've got to put all the good stuff up front. They said most people that buy these books, Mike, this was 2008 or nine when that book was about 200 pages. So it's not where you and I are discussing today. But uh, the lesson was, she said, most people don't get don't go past the first one third. They either get bored or they find, oh, I got a nugget or two and they move on to the next book rather than thinking there's more nuggets. <laughs> so that was my first inclination. Now, it's interesting. Oh, I don't have them here. But uh, so I went from 200 pages. The last book I wrote, Just Say Yes, was much shorter. It was like 100 pages. Right. Uh -huh. um, so is that was that the same thinking? Is that what you help your your shook clients with? Yeah, I mean, the answer is yes. I think, you know, if the promise of a one hour conversation in print, I think mm -hmm. is a pretty compelling promise. I 100% agree that, and, I, and this has been happening to me, Jim. I don't know if it happens to you, um, but I used to be able to read a two or 300 page book, business book. I mean, nonfiction or fiction is not a problem, right? Because you get into the, you know, that, but nonfiction can get a little tedious. Right. And, these days, I, I think I, I I don't finish more books than I start. I, it's crazy. I just get so, you know, so bogged down. There's, they're, they, you know, they say it takes forever to say something. So I just think the promise of listen, it's a real book. So it's a, it is a real book, just like your books. But you can the promise of saying, hey, Jim, you want to learn how to publish a short book? Read the hundred page book. It'll take you an hour. You'll know exactly what to do, and then you can get on with your life. I think that's a pretty compelling promise. Yeah. So I don't want to pick on Phil Brakefield, but Phil, if you write a comment that big, it's covering mics in my face. So I won't put it up again. So keep oh, them. Is that two. what that is? <laughs> keep them to two. Look at the size of that thing. <laughs> uh, hey, we Phil. love you, Phil. Oh, oh gosh. Man. Anyway. So, um, so how do you, I mean, most people that I help and I've gotten pretty good at it. I think we're doing like over 30 books now with my clients and we're working on like three books right now, but I've, so I've sort of got this formula of getting really concise. How do you, I'm just curious, maybe without not giving away any trade secrets, but when somebody wants, somebody hires you to create their shook book, a, a business book, how do you help them be non-verbose and, oh, I was born in 1942, you know, in a log cabin. How do you get them to distill the message down to a hundred pages? All right. So that's a good question. Here's a couple Quick answers. First of all, well, not 100%, but a majority of our clients that we're working with are coming through my books. So go figure, mm -hmm. right? That's It's a great great little engine I built. So let's pause there for a second. You said most of the clients that are hiring you today are coming by way of your 100-page book. I don't, I don't know them. I don't know them. Wow. They don't necessarily know me, but they know me because of my books. So if I was to ask you, what's the number one reason to write a book? You just gave it. Well, it, it's, it, it, it can, it's definitely one, yes, because yes. as you know, they can be used online, offline, and on Amazon, in your website, whatever. It, it's, you know, it, it has just, it's they're so versatile. Okay. Um, so they're already, you know, kind of in the, the only reason they're reading my books is they, they've been attracted to this short book promise. Then they read it because now they're, you know, obviously it's a direct response style book. So I'm telling them, hey, if you're interested book a call with me. So they're now booking a call with me. They're already in the mindset of, I want to do a short book. So that's the right. first thing, right? Now you're right. We still work with clients that um, they can be a little, you know, long in tooth, but we have a, a system. My engineer brain created a really cool little system, Jim. It's a step-by-step -step system where 
I'm breaking it down into chunks for them. And they're basically just working on chunks and okay. uh, they're working with me directly most of the time. So it's, you know, I'm sort of cracking that whip. Um, so I wrote down three things I want to ask you about short to read, short to write Do they? That's got to be an attractive selling point to working with you. I would think, cause most people are like, I'm too busy to, or I don't have time to write, to read a book or, or write a book actually. Yeah. So the world record, uh, is 22 days from idea to printed book. Like that's amazing. Idea yeah. to printed book. Um, someone, and we're not book. talking a book of quotes. We're talking like a real book. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Sorry. Not one of those Sorry if you, pages. I don't mean to, no, no. Oh, I it's, just o- it's over somebody. here. It was a real, now listen, <laughs> my client had, has a team, right? Okay. So she had a team of people working on pieces. So it wasn't like she sat there from, you know, A right. to Z. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's, it, it I, I just interviewed a guy on my podcast. It took him seven years to write his first book, Jim, mm. seven years. Too and now long. like, I was just, I, you and I were talking about this offline. This was the guy I was telling, like, as soon as he heard about Shooks, he's like, I'm writing a Shook. So, you know, he's supposedly going to be working with us here shortly. But yes, it can, listen, these aren't meant to be uh, the next War and Peace or the next Hemingway, you know, masterpiece, right? These are marketing and sales tools in the form of a book. They're, they're short. They are helpful. They have. To, I am a stickler for good content, Jim, um, and it has to be a good, helpful book. But they're not meant to be literary masterpieces. So, just out of curiosity, are any of the shook books that you've helped people are they like parable? Are they storytelling, or are they like step one, two, three? This is why you call me. Like, I'm just curious what makes them other than the short size. What makes yeah, them? Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting question. No, they're they're much more how-to guides, um, tips and tricks books. You know, the, the, you know, I'm looking at our, you know, part of our collection here, how to keep your teeth for life, how to do a living trust. I mean, they're not, they're not, you know, they're not, it's not prose. So for the most part, these are, um, you know, either how to achieve a specific goal right. or uh, how to learn how to do something specific. And I know, and I know this is uh, probably a hard question, but because every book will be different. But are there calls to action throughout, or is at the end of the book? Hey, if you've enjoyed this information, here's what to do. Yeah, I mean, you know, here's so here's one of our recent client ones. This gentleman's a lawyer. He um, he does living trusts. So again, we have a formula. I engineer brain, right? I, I don't deviate from this. I used to in the beginning when, when I first started really working heavily on these with clients, but now the very first page of a shook gym. The very last page of a shook is a what we call our passive call to action, and then right. we have our so that's sort of the secondary one where someone's not ready to book a call because most of the time the, the the active call to action is book a call, book a call, okay. schedule, come to our store, come to our office. So that's the primary thing you want a reader to do. A lot of people aren't ready for that, so we have the passive one, which is basically an information exchange for name and email. Right. And yeah, it's it is bookended. It can be peppered throughout the, the books. We, I will say, though, I'm not a fan of people who are like, you know, every chapter or every, you know, it can. I just, I just, 
I think it can get a little, you know, a yeah. little over much, too much. It's interesting when I when I get on, especially if I'm doing a live, which is pretty rare that I do a live with somebody I don't know. But it's like I say, listen, if you answer every other question with your URL, I won't publish the interview. <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We're here to serve the audience, and if they want, if you do that well, they're going to connect with you. So I, I think that translates to the book. You know, I think I I saw I was reading all over your blog, which your your website looks great, the Mike Capuzzi website. Um, but I think I saw somewhere on there it says salespeople use brochures, experts use books. Like, I mean, that's one of the things and a, a book will make you the expert simply because you have the book with your name on it. It's like it's like the transference of authority. Right. Yeah, I would say it, 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 the, the um, you're perceived as the expert because, you know, there's probably a lot of people that have written a book that aren't really, you know, they're still not necessarily have mastered their craft. I mean, maybe they don't necessarily, you know, that might be you know, a little critical, but definitely perceive. So let's just look at, at a local business owner, for example. Let's look at a, a dentist. Okay. Um, the, the dentist I used who was in your hometown, he was part of that group I ran. He finally got a book written. It wasn't the right book in my opinion, but he finally got it written. But here's a dentist who's written a book on a very specific topic about dentistry, very specific issue uh, versus the, the guy, you know, 200 yards down the road who hasn't written a book. And if someone is coming in and trying to compare apples to apples, the, the person who's written the book typically, typically elevates him or herself just be, by the very perception of being a book author. So that brings me to a good question. You know, I think writing the book is half the battle. So, okay, congratulations. You have a box full of books in your office or it's on Amazon, uh, yeah. you know, marketing it and promoting it is the other half so how does so speak about that and maybe even tie into uh, i think we're talking about mr mercury if i'm not mistaken but yeah 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 you're right yeah yeah, yeah. who's so retired does, by the way yeah okay i thought he did so yeah. how does he use his book only with prospective people that come in then they get it does no, he, he was, he was first of all he wrote a textbook essentially but okay. he was speaking a lot you know he was on radio a lot um so he was he was doing a lot with it but it was a it was like a big book on you know, who wants to read that, but <laughs> but no, I always say, Jim, it's one of my mantras. Honestly, and I don't know if you agree with this, but I believe writing the book is actually the easy part. The kind of again, the kind of books we're talking about, right? We're not yep. talking about your life story here. Um, we're talking about a short, helpful book. So writing it is actually the easy part. The consistent and persistent use of it and promotion of it is the hard part. Yes. Um, so it's because you're right. You know, you probably know from clients. I know boxes of books sitting unused, which unfortunately everyone gets all excited. Their book comes and ah, it's really cool for <laughs> you know for a couple of days, and then they're off onto something else. Um, and and that's 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 not good. Yeah, typically when I'm doing an interview, well, we're in travel mode, so everything that's loose has been put away. I managed to put my hand on one book, but mostly I always have a book sitting on the side when I'm on camera or something. I usually have the guitar that Phil Brakefield gave me back here, which is my logo and stuff. So you're always promoting. But um, the other thing which I think is interesting is if you're um, doing interviews like this, um, I call it seed planting language. So, oh, that's interesting. So, so I was talking with some people, you know, it's interesting in my book, I actually, in my book, Decide, I wrote about this, <laughs> I, you know, so you can drop it in. <laughs> I mean, it, it is a skill and an art to do that, by the way. So it's, it, anyway, um, what, what else do we want to talk about? I know that um, is, I'm curious about your thoughts on being a bestseller. This is one of those things you're either <laughs> in that camp or you're not. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, don't, I don't think there's a wrong answer. Uh, to me, 
not you're the guest. Well, what do you so, think? Yeah, so it's a good. I, I like it because I'm, I'm going to give you sort of the Capuzzi answer. <laughs> so first of all, there's different bestsellers, right? And honestly, in my opinion, it's all BS. I don't care if it's New York Times or Amazon. It's all BS, right? Yeah. The days of like an organic, you sold a ton of books and now you're best organically and because of the value of the book. Now, again, it can still happen. But now having said that, and I poo-pooed it in all, a lot of my early, well, early shooks on shooks, I poo-pooed it. Having said that though, and you may recall you and I talking about this, I did want to know if I could do it. And there's different ways on Amazon. Um, you know, there's sort of this, hacked way of putting mm -hmm. your book in a really obscure category and you know selling five copies and now by the at 11 58 on a sunday evening five yeah copies like, sold. And, and that can potentially work i don't know if they've updated it since but that's not what we're talking about i wrote the 100 page book jim i, I everything from the cover the words on the cover so everything I did on my Amazon book page was very, very strategic. I, I researched, I took courses, I read other books, and it turns out that book was my first number one, number one bestseller in print and Kindle. And Jim, it was a number one bestseller from July when it launched, or maybe mm. it was early August, for another seven or eight months. We sold thousands and thousands and thousands. Legitimately, without kind of yes. maneuvering anything. And, and all I did was, and, and the way Amazon works, and again, I am not an Amazon bestseller expert, but once once it starts getting traction, then the algorithms, it's kind of like social media. Once a post becomes popular, it rises up, right? Um, same with you know books on Amazon, apparently. Once it gets traction and Amazon sees people are buying it and other people are, you know, it goes up. So, and by the way, that was with very, very, very little ad spend. So in my mind, it was very organic. I had a, well, I think you helped me promote it in the beginning. I had some joint venture partners mention it was out there. I still have a healthy you know, email list. Um, and it just sort of took off. And then the mat here real quick, and then I'll shut up. Okay. The magic of short books, which I wrote two years before that book, the hundred page book, <clears throat> Because I was selling so many copies of the 100-page book, people were buying the Magic of Short Books, and that became a bestseller. So, like, I didn't do anything on that one. And it just because, you know, people, you know, how Amazon does the suggested, hey, if you're interested in this, read this. So, yeah. anyway, so, yeah, it, it allows me to add the title, uh, which is what people are looking for. But uh, So, how many Shook Books have you done for various business owners? We're up to, like, a, over 130. Wow. So um, on your blog, MikeCapuzzi.com, again, it's a great website, tons of information. One of your blog posts was called A Direct Mail Package Guaranteed to be Open. Oh, yeah. And in there, you know, just on the image, I actually didn't read the whole thing, but it showed the Main Street author book. So it's about, so go, tying back to my question about once the book is done, that's the easy part. How many do you suggest, I wonder how many of your clients actually send the book out as part of a prospecting whether it's cold calling, if you want to call it that, or somebody who's initially inquires about you and then you send them a package. Um, well, the smart ones do for sure, right? Because yeah. if your book's sitting in a closet, it's not doing anybody good. Anybody <laughs> yeah. good. But no, most of a lot of our clients uh, have funnels, if you will, um, or have, you know, they're, they have an office or a place of business that people come to. So it's on display there. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, 
for the most part, they're you know, and that's sort of the bare minimum, right? To, to get it out there. Now, I will tell you, and I don't know if you and I talked about this, but especially for the local business owner, Jim, one of the best things he or she can do is you know find a couple of strategic partners in their community. So the dentist, so the health-oriented dentist finds a yoga studio, a health food store, and a chiropractor. And and he, you know, ask them to put copies of his book or her book on display in their office just to give away. Um, that can work really well for the local business owner. I mean, you, the language that uh, we learned about, I guess, from Dan Kennedy was shock and awe, right? I mean, that's what uh -huh. we're talking about, a shock and awe package that includes your book. Or do you ever have people just send books? I've suggested a couple of my clients that have really high-end clientele. I said, take your book, autograph it and gift wrap it with like high-end quality paper and then FedEx that to them with a note on top of that. In other words, use paper that, you know, might be, I don't know, $25 a roll instead of a dollar a roll. You know what I mean? Um, so does it always have to be a shock and awe or can it just be the presence of getting a present? I guess? Now listen, so right off the top of my head, three quick ways. And I should, I should go grab it. We have a new shock and awe one. You, I don't even think you've seen it. Um, that we've, I call them wow kits. Uh, so I can't just call it shock and all. I got to call it a well kit. <laughs> but um, so we have those for clients typically or a really good, like a high-end prospect that I you know want to make that investment in. Then, so that's one. So it comes in a custom printed box. Everything's sort of laid out. You've seen them. That's one level. Another level would be one step down, which would be just a nice, we have some really nice uh, metallic padded envelopes that fit our Shooks perfect. So that'll right. go with the cover letter. And then the other way, Jim, which is really smart for if your book's on an Amazon, I just did this for a, a client. Uh, I sent her a copy of my book from Amazon, you know, in a gift wrap. So in Amazon, you buy the book, you put, I put her address in, I paid for it. I'm a prime member, so it's going for free. And, you know, I put a, you put a little note and I put it in a little wrapper. You know, they allow you to do a gift wrap. They gift wrap it for you? Yeah. Oh, and cool. the cool thing there is, and that's on my blog too. I showed the example of a couple years ago what the version looked like. But what's cool about that is, who can resist opening up an Amazon package? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody. That's awesome. So we got about two minutes left. I want to squeeze in maybe one more question with two parts. So let's talk about pricing. So you're, you're, you put your book on Amazon and paperback and Kindle. I still go with like 1995 for paperback. Just that's, that's the price. Um, but what about Kindle? I mean, it's digital download, but does it, when is it like too cheap? Like it, it must be a sales letter in disguise. And, and when is it too much for a, a Kindle book? Do you have any thought on that? Well, first of all, I I've never priced any of my books at 1995. I listen, I'm the only reason I'm on Amazon is because it's a search engine and I don't want anybody. I'm more concerned about people not buying my book because, Oh, I don't want to spend 1995. So okay. we price our printed versions. Of like, but aren't like 60 or 70%, 80% of the books like digital download or audible, right? Uh, yeah. Well, and even our own sales Kindle. So my rent, mine are Kindle print and then audio. So I have a couple books okay. that are in audio format, but Kindle far and away uh, exceeds it. I, I mean, listen, my books, my Kindle books are not yet. I do go the lower route. Only because I want it to be, a, a, you know, I don't want I don't want price to even be an issue. Just buy the damn thing, um, read it. And so the hundred page book that you be a bestseller for weeks and months and months. What was the Kindle price for that book? Buck ninety nine. Oh really? Wow. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. awesome. It wasn't I, like I, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm I wouldn't have priced it like that. It. I'm not retiring. And that's the other thing, by the <laughs> way. Right? We're not. It has nothing to do with making money. It has Even nothing to do with copies, making money. It, that's like, 
that's not the goal at all. And any client that even suggests that, I I convert them to think no. But uh, yeah, so we do $1.99 typically for Kindle and $5.95 for print. So it's just, I, I, it's, it's the minimums that Amazon sets typically for their, their uh, system. Well, well, the host learned something because I never would have thought you priced them at $1.99. And I don't know if that, honestly, if that's actually a very good strategy. So my hat's off to you. It is off to you. I don't know where to have, but, but um, if $1.99 gets the book in somebody's hands and because it's a show, if they actually read it and you're yeah. getting new clients, man, hey, everybody, we just completed the circle. So that's a good time to end the show. Yeah. That was right there. Boom. That was the light bulb moment, right? <laughs> um, where everybody's chiming in here, but um, I can't put you up, especially if you're Phil. I'm not putting your comments up. So, Michael, I gave you your MikeCapuzzi.com, but do you have a, a website for Shook, or do you want everybody to go to Mike Capuzzi? Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and bite-sized books, bite-sized D with a you know D at the end of sizedbooks.com, and you can actually read the magic of short books right there on the homepage. It's an online version. You can uh, get that and read it, but uh, yeah. Very cool. Michael, thank you so much. Great connecting with you. At some point, I hope to replace this friggin expensive part and get, get back to the yeah, we'll, Chesapeake Bay. We'll be up there sometime. Yeah. I'll see you soon. Yeah. Look forward to it. Thanks buddy. Thanks right, for coming Tim. on. Stay hey, well. folks. Yeah. That wraps up this very special interview with Mike Capuzzi and boy, anytime the host, somebody smart like me learns something, I'm just kidding. Very tired here. Anytime I can learn something, that was a big aha moment. So I'm going to actually uh, take that and run with it. <laughs> so I highly recommend you uh, connect with Mike. Look, even though we do the same thing, people sometimes go, why do you have so many coaches and, and people who help books? Because it's a very big world. It's a big pie. It, check your thinking on that. If you think, oh, I'm not going to interview somebody like Mike who does exactly what I do or something similar, that is very, very bad thinking. So anyway, it's poverty's thinking. So Anyway, connect with Mike at MikeCapuzzi.com and the other websites he gave you. Connect with me at GetJimPalmer.com. Get, I had to GetJimPalmer.com because if you go to JimPalmer.com, you got a guy who used to pitch and now he does underwear commercials. Well, he used to do that anyway. Um, connect with me also at DreamBizCoaching, DreamBizCoaching.com. Remember, you can get free digital copies of all my books. This is part of my legacy program, not my uh, other program, not to be confused with, but all of my Kindle books. Or, or at uh, Shook Books at Barnes and Noble and the iBook store for the Apple. Oh, I made all my digital books for free. So far, I know about 35,000 books have been downloaded since I did that almost a year ago, thanks to David Phelps, a good friend of ours. Um, but until this time next week, God willing, from a different location, <laughs> I'll bring another great interview. I'm Captain Jim Palmer. I am the Dream Business Coach. You take good care. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.